I know what I saw is shit for brains. Why are you telling me what you saw? The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hey, Larry, it's episode 21. <laughs> 21, baby, 21. Which, we can do everything. Which, We're legal. Which do we prefer, insanity <laughs> or madness? Both, both, mixed liberally together. You know? Yeah. Hey, I want to say before we I saw something online there in the in the no agenda social, somebody was irked, you know, where the hell is the thing? It's all my fault. Don't blame the big guy. Okay. Something came up this morning and I just couldn't sort of move. So uh, that's why we're showing up late. But uh, thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, we like when people show up live in the troll room at no agenda uh no agenda stream.com or trollroom.io. Yes. And we've been normally doing this on Mondays at noon central but sometime we've never said it's a set in stone kind of a thing we try to get there yeah and uh, if that doesn't happen you know the show will be released 10 seconds after it's done you know pretty yeah. close with, to it with, with darren's i think darren's from another planet with his uh, editing skills this guy's he's a little too quick to be human really and i also you know like over a year ago i accused of him of being a plate spinner um, from some, you know, circus or something. Cause I, I just don't know how he does all this shit. Everybody he does it so fast and so well, but bad does. juggling use the technology. Um. <laughs> you try to get as good as you can going in wow. and you use the technology. I mean, I was surprised even, uh, you know, looking at a lot of the audio files now that you do, when you're cutting up clips that things that used to not be prevalent on things like television shows, like, well, you have a uh, Megan Kelly clip coming up. But mm. things that you used to not get on the television stuff, like the host doing the breath, like <gasps> normally you wouldn't get that. That was all, you know, magically removed with uh, yeah. processing and all that. And now it's it's there. And it's like, I think people like that. I think that's one thing people like that has sure. changed under COVID, because when you're talking to your buddy on the phone, you you actually can hear them breathe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a magical thing. It's like it's normal. Yeah. You don't want the heavy breathing necessarily, but people actually do breathe. I mean, not everybody in Chicago this past weekend, 22 shot five fatally, including, uh, unfortunately, an eight year old girl that was just walking down the street. She's God. It's still, though, the problem that now the uh, mayor of New York is blaming also guns coming in. He needs Washington's help. He needs Washington's help. Uh huh. Well, you know, maybe if he wasn't built, built, built busy uh, tearing down statues of uh, Teddy Roosevelt from in front of the Museum of Natural History, you know, he, he could uh, exert more uh, more effort on the crime situation. But he's got shit to do, doesn't he? Yeah, it's guns coming into New York and Chicago. There, there's, there hasn't been guns in Chicago, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago. This is new guns coming in. That well, what's it. such horseshit is if you read the stats, the proportionally, um, there are no more guns in, among the population now than there ever were. It's always been kind of a, you know, we've, we've always liked our guns in America. And we was a pretty well, pretty uh, consistently um, armed. You know, it's not like now, you know, 90% of the populace is armed and at one time was 10. No, it's always been fairly consistent. So something's changed in the culture, not in the hardware, right? Right, which is liberal DAs, a lot of them funded by George Soros, not putting criminals in jail. Sure. But we don't want to look too far in in that direction. That would be bad. Don't look. But we have to start our rage out with one of our favorites, Alec Baldwin, in the news again. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Alec. And this, there's a, I mean, we've we've got uh, a clip from Alec 
talking about the whole rust thing, which I found to be kind of interesting. But after that became a, a whole new saga for Alex and the guy really should learn by now and just get off of social media because his life would be so much better if he you wasn't know, on social media. You're so right. And it's so funny because here's a guy that, uh, you know, like the, the, the sum of his existence for several years has just been, you know, spraying bile at Trump. But he's kind of similar in his yes. own way. He can't put down that fucking phone and stop shooting himself in the foot on Twitter. It's amazing. Which I think is why he doesn't like Trump, because they're too much alike. Maybe. He's probably yeah. like, wait, that's my bit. My bit. <laughs> You're coming in on this. But <laughs> I mean, this started out as a really nice story was he saw a new story yes. about one of the Marines that was killed in the Afghanistan debacle. Mm hmm. And was there was a post that showed his wife was having a new baby or just had a new baby. And he tracked down a GoFundMe or something like that and sent five thousand dollars in, which was a really nice thing. I mean, okay, Alec may be a human at mm -hmm. some points. Yeah. But then he ruined it. Yes. He really went down the rabbit hole then because the sister of the woman that had the Marine, the husband that died posted something on January 3rd with a picture of the crowd on January 6th at the Trump rally. Now, I think right. most people understand that on January 6th, there were two separate events. And now I'm not saying that there were people that weren't involved in both, but there were two separate events. There was Donald Trump talking in front of, in front of a crowd which was not on the Capitol steps, was not at the Capitol. Right. And then there was what happened at the Capitol building. Well, this woman went and was in the crowd where Donald Trump spoke and then said she never went to the Capitol, was not involved in going into the Capitol, even wasn't one of those people that just walked between the velvet robes. Right. Had nothing to do with that. But Alex Jones, Alex Jones, I always want to call him Alex, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. He sees this and like DMs the woman like aren't you the sister of the person I sent the money to and they start going back and forth in DMs the sister told him uh, it's a free country there's a right to protest which I mean you think Alec would understand that mm -hmm. and all she did was go to the Trump rally and even mentioned to him I've already had my sit down with the FBI so I, how much time is the FBI spending Oh, how much money are they spending looking at people that mm -hmm. showed up to a Trump rally? Now, again, this mm -hmm. isn't we had your picture from inside the Capitol building. Those people I think they should at least talk to. Yeah. But you went to the rally down the road and the FBI has the resources to go to do that, to go yeah. talk to you. Yeah. Now, what yeah. Alec was mad, I guess, because he then called her. And her family insurrectionist for mm. showing up to a, uh, a speech by the still sitting president, which really starts just messing with all sorts of lines, right? Sure. You know, all these lines in the sand, this concept, and I didn't pull it here, but No Agenda had a super clip. If you're not listening to No Agenda, great podcast, noagendashow.net. They had a super clip. Of the Democrats all talking about how the election was a fraud, how the elections were fixed, how, you know, I think there was a combination platter between the Al Gore, George Bush and <laughs> and the Hillary Clinton and uh, Donald Trump, where, oh, no, yeah. this wasn't fair. The election was rigged. It was stolen from us. Right. But now it's taboo. If you mention this now about the Trump election with Joe Biden, then you're an insurrectionist. You're an asshole. You're not American. No, but see, Joey, he, you know, again, he steps on his own little uh, bunion foot because he's bitching about, uh, you know, he wants his, uh, you know, voter. Uh, uh, what the fuck is it? He's been, he got uh, gooned on. Got it. 
still early here. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's he, keeping people he's, from voting. He's still squawking about the procedure of voting. So, and he actually impugned his own election, didn't he? Last week, he said, you know, something about it not being fair. Well, well wait a minute. I thought you were the most the, the, you voted in by the biggest plural, plurality yes. in history. Right. But suddenly, no, it's not because we got to fuck with it. We got to lock it down more. We got, actually, what he's saying is we have to rig it better this time around. Really? We have to make sure our rigging does not get unrigged by somebody else. Correct. Thank you. That's yes. kind of what Joey wanted. Yes. That's what Joey wants. And that the Joey thing is taken off and I'm still giving you credit for it. I still it really, say. Thank you. I, it's great. I'm hearing it everywhere suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Breitbart has taken it to the mainstream. And now I think this is like, oh, but you, you did it first. And there, there's no question. <laughs> we, there's proof. We can go back and, uh, and listen to all the that Larry shows, which you should be listening to as well. Yeah, but what I'd love to do is uh, is is recut uh, with my own vocals and lyrics. Remember that what was it? What was it? Concrete blonde or four non blondes? Remember that old song from the eighties? Joey, I'm not angry anymore. Yes, yes. Would not that be fun? <laughs> Joey, we are very angry now. Yeah, <laughs> we're really pissed off. Pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> but I went to a couple sources on this Alec Baldwin thing, and. I just wanted to pull something out of the C. I went to CNN because I know what CNN is going to give. And they did not disappoint because for this article, of course, they have to explain. Then what January 6th is, you know, to anybody who may have missed it. Right. But, but the way they described it was on January 6th, 2021, hundreds of supporters of then President Donald Trump gathered outside the U.S. Capitol to protest Congress certifying the results of the 2020 election. Hmm. Was it just hundreds? I mean, that I want to fact check that just for right. Fun. Good point. Yeah. Was it just hundreds or was it thousands? I mean, that seems like maybe you're trying to belittle this, but they also want to make this seem like it's as bad as Pearl Harbor. So hundreds yeah. of people don't sound all that scary. Yeah. Uh, no. You know, thousands or tens of thousands. You're like, wow, how would you control that? But hundreds of people. I mean, you must be really inept if you can't handle hundreds of people. If your security was not ready to handle hundreds of people. Yeah. But they gathered outside the U.S. Capitol and said to protest certifying the results of the 2020 election. Many rioters pushed against barricades. Okay, they went from the sentence before gathered outside hundreds of supporters protest and then many rioters pushed in aside barricades and law enforcement officers to breach the building, storming some of the most hallowed chambers of American democracy. Back to that sacred shit. Yeah. And (laughs) setting off shockwaves of violence and division across the country. Larry, I want to ask you. Yes, sir. What were the shockwaves of violence and division that were caused by January 6th? What events? What riots? Uh, Because I can't think of one. I can't. And, you know, having lived in California as long as I have, I'm very sensitive to uh, shockwaves and because you never know what it might be the big one. I didn't feel a fucking thing here. (laughs) Shockwaves of violence and division across the country. According to CNN, this January 6th thing set off shockwaves of violence and division. Yes. I mean, I guess they didn't watch all of the George Floyd riots and all of the Black Lives Matter stuff and all the Antifa stuff going on. That had nothing to do with January 6th. I can't think of one thing. And then they, they finished that paragraph with the consequences of that day continue to reverberate. How? Yeah. How? Except on CNN going Trump bad, Trump bad. Don't let him run again. That's about all we got. All we got. It's mind blowing. It really is Stalin-esque in its scope and, uh, and sweeping, uh, mendacity just yes. is yeah. now the message that alec baldwin sent to this woman was quote when i sent the money the symbol for money to your late brother out of real respect for his service for this country i didn't know you were a january 6th rioter mm-hmm. now again never arrested was not at the capitol building was cleared by the fbi but Alec Baldwin calling her and you know, privately calling somebody that is fine. Right. 
And she responded to him with, quote, protesting is perfectly legal in the country. I've already had my sit down with the FBI. Thanks. Have a nice day, which I thought was okay. That wasn't a bad response. No. And he responded then with, quote, I don't think so. Your activities resulted in the unlawful destruction of government property, the death of a law enforcement officer, an assault on the certification of the presidential election. I reposted your photo. Good luck. That, I think, is going to cost him some money. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. It is unfathomable that people don't understand the reaction that's going to be caused from this. Sure. And social media causes a whole lot of problems because I'm all for the freedom of speech. So if Alec Baldwin wants to say this woman's a whatever, you have the right to do so, but then you have a right to be sued for slander and everything else. If that is not true. Sure. Now there's a whole different level when you're doxing somebody to the point of putting their name and information out there in the hopes that the people listening go and do your bidding and harass them. It's a fine line. I will give you that because there's a lot of people on both sides of the political spectrum who do podcasts or on MSNBC who constantly do this kind of stuff. Yes. And it's not a one-sided thing. There are two sides of this and it, it sucks and it's horrible no matter which side it's coming from. You don't get to cheer like, oh, yeah, you got these people and we don't like them. You don't get to do that. You know, so civility is gone. And that is, I think, one of the biggest problems that we have going on here. Because while I don't necessarily think that you should hold somebody accountable, for just saying, hey, I don't like this person or this is my thought on what they did. That's fine. But again, if you're wrong, you can be sued for it. So it's like, I don't really want to back what Alec Baldwin did, but it's like from a legal standpoint, it's, you know, you have that whole freedom of speech argument. How do you come down on the, well, you did something that's going to, you know, is going to harm somebody. Mm. I think the only thing they really have to go on is the fact that it was proven not to be true. But do we even care about truth now? Because we all know fake news is everywhere. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the takeaway aside from the, you know, the legal implications that I got from this story is the incredible, um, clear, crystal clear view it gives us into the psyche and personality of Baldwin. Okay. Here's this guy who about 90 days ago killed somebody. Okay. Killed him. Claimed, you know, I guess the guy, he's kind of like the Chicago. It was the gun's fault. Right. <laughs> the, gun, the gun shot itself. Okay. Okay, Alec. Yeah, right. Um, so he claims the gun shot, the gun sh- killed the woman. But then he he goes on with, uh, was it Stephanopoulos? Boo-hoo, crocodile tears. I'm shattered. It's right. the worst thing that happened in my life. Okay. Yet he bounced back pretty fucking fast because in only three months, you know, he's got enough of that behind. He's kind of so far past his emotional trauma right. of taking somebody's life that he's got the time to fucking do this and dock somebody because she disagrees with his political beliefs. Yeah, that does say a lot about his personality. It says everything about who the fuck he is, and he's a very horrible person. Now, this was him doing a Instagram or something posting exactly right what his thoughts are on the shooting and what happened. And I just thought this was classic, classic Baldwin. Um, the best way, the only way. We can honor the death of Helena Hutchins is to find out the truth. That's what <laughs> I mean. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, what? I'm pausing it there for a second, but yeah, we must find out the truth, Larry. There was a gun, the truth in Alec Baldwin's hand that was fired yes. and killed her. We must get to the truth. The truth of what? Well, you know, he should check with OJ because he's he'll find the truth. <laughs> I he think uh, he'll have the truth. 
You know, OJ he, he's at still least, looking for the truth. At least didn't do it in front of a camera. Yeah. And people. You know, but it's really it says so much about this is why people think, oh, you know, that America will in some in some way or fashion it will heal itself. And it's it's never going to happen because this is the mindset of millions of people, not just overpaid Hollywood crud uh like Baldwin, but you know, everyday Joe's. Joey's. So, so I think this gives, you know, the, the Baldwin book gives a great insight into, uh, uh, the mindset of, uh, of a huge portion of America, you know, um, it's, it's not just spoiled, overpaid Hollywood clowns like, uh, like Baldwin that think this way it's millions and millions of people. And this is why I don't, I don't ever really see America coming together, uh, again, you know, because well, it's very divided. It's incredibly divided. And, you know, to, to that point, I, a Baldwin-esque story on a very small scale. But it gives, again, you know, a, a good, a good uh, insight into the, the mindset of these people. This dude I used to work with through Facebook friends, but not the tight ones, you know, like you see all the time and have, you know, regular engagement interaction, just, you know, very rarely. And so for years, I don't know how many years I've been in Facebook, seven, eight, something. And every week I'm posting another episode of the thumbnail and uh, teasers, what the episode's about. And then it's pictures of moose. Never heard a fucking thing from this guy. Absolute crickets. But every time I took tweak the nose of Joey, Ooh. And it, he suddenly, suddenly that those he saw and he would come out swinging. So okay. not only did he want to acknowledge he wanted to fight about it. Yes. And finally, it came down to I just said, uh, hey, you know, this is a case of mistaken identity. You have mistaken me for somebody who gives a shit what you think. Now get the <laughs> fuck off my page. And that was that, you know, adios forever. But this is this is where it's at with them. You, th- you take a guy like Paul, you know, yeah, that was a nice thing to do to contribute to a GoFundMe for a, for a, a, a widow of a, of, a, of a fallen soldier, you know. But, oh, wait a minute. You're not my kind of soldier. You're not my kind of widow. Well, fuck you. you know, that's the mindset of these people. It's horrific. Right. And then try to cause damage to their yes. reputation and. Right. To them, right. maybe physically, because again, you yeah. don't know who's you don't listening. Know. Right. right. You don't know what kind of a wacko is going to be like, oh, these people took money from Alec and now they're insurrectionists. Yeah. yeah. It's just mind blowing. But here's really? Alec. He wants to get to the truth. The truth. Of what happened with the rush shooting. I'm working toward insisting on demanding um, that the organizations involved in this investigation uh, do everything in their power, everything in their power to find out what really happened. That's all that matters. What really happened? What really happened? That's all that really matters is to find out what really happened in a situation where there was a gun in his hand that was fired and killed somebody. Is this going to be a new defense? I want to be the guy that, well, no, I don't want to be the guy, but I want to see the guy that tests out this defense of, you know, we have a video of you shooting somebody on the Chicago subway. And they're like, you know what? But we need to get to the bottom of what really happened. Yeah. Like you had a gun in your hand, asshole, and you shot somebody. What is yeah, the truth of what really happened? I mean, even if the reality is somebody else slipped a real bullet into the gun, it's his responsibility to look at the gun before he starts waving it around and firing it. So what really happened, we know what really happened. There's no question about what really happened. You had a gun, you fired it, you killed somebody, Alec Baldwin. Now, how the bullet got in there, maybe there's extenuating circumstances, and I think everybody would like to know how that happened. But this whole X-Files-esque kind of thing where you go on to whatever he was on here and like, hey, uh, I'm going to make sure that everybody involved, all of the authorities involved here. That they yeah. get to the bottom of what's going yeah, on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my Hollywood muscle to uh, make sure, you know. Yeah, it's it, guys out of his fucking mind, I think, really. He's not playing with a full deck. That is true. The best way to honor the death of Helena Hutchins is to find out the truth. Yeah. And um, any suggestion that we're not complying myself and uh, any lawyers I'm working with or what have you is a lie. That's a lie. We're gonna as, as soon as we go through this process, then by all means we will comply. 
But, um, <clears throat> but I have no worries about that. I have no worries about that. That's what we're going to work itself out. Is it? Regardless of what they say in these right wing rag sheets and people who are all about hate. Um, <laughs> Isn't that great? All these, yeah, he's such a lover boy. These people that are love. all about hate. He's he all about love. Did a nice thing, sent $5,000 to a widow, and then yeah. doxed her family because one of them showed up at a Donald Trump event. Yeah. And But he's not I hateful, that, not at all. Maybe he'll bring uh, George Clooney in to testify as an expert witness. I love the way he threw him <laughs> under the bus. That was, there must be some backstory there. <laughs> oh, I'm but sure Clo- there is. Clooney, Clooney, really. I mean, that was like kind of random, you know, but man, that was that was sweet. I well, I think that. anybody that is in the business of making television or making movies where you use guns should be considered an expert at how this normally works. And I would like to know if anybody that is on a television show, you know, where they're playing a cop, it doesn't matter if you're playing a cop, but whatever it is, if you're somebody that is toting a gun as a character and you're using guns to create this i think everybody that's gone through this has had classes and have been uh, trained on the safe way of handling the guns and understanding a lot of people i think we talked about this when it happened a lot of people are out there are so ignorant that think well you know i'm watching on tv and that guy you know uh nathan fillion the rookie uh, that's not a real gun in his hand it's like most likely yeah it is a real gun it's not wood it's not plastic it's not a toy they want realism and shooting with real guns. I mean, shooting the show with real guns completely safe. If they are handled properly, no live ammunition is put into them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you're somebody that's in that position, you should know what you're doing. Setting aside all the, the hate, setting aside all the January 6th of it all. <laughs> uh huh. That's where it yeah. is. Setting aside the January sixth of yeah. it all. What does that even mean? Yeah. Well, it's you know it's what they say about uh, politicians wrapping themselves in the flag. This is the, the January sixth is, is its own flag at this point, right? It's what it's become for them. I'm I mean, holy man. As far as I can tell, uh, the amount of people shot. At the Capitol on January 6th and the people shot in the Alec Baldwin thing. There were more in the Alec Baldwin thing because he hit two with one bullet, right? That's right. Correct. So there were more people shot during this incident than January 6th. (laughs) Yeah, true. Why would we want to point out the truth? I think because it's it's important. But he knows all about hate. And uh, he's the lover boy. He wants to point it right. It's all the other people, though. They're just shooting hate at him for shooting somebody and then pretending he has no responsibility. It's like, this is not just a problem with Alec Baldwin. I think it is a bigger problem with the society that we live in now that Mm -hmm. people never want to take responsibility. No, I would have a lot more respect for Alec Baldwin. If he would have stood up and said, you know what? This is my fault. I didn't check the gun. I should have. (laughs) I mean, I had no intention of doing this, but, you know, have the balls to stand up and say, I'm going to take my part of the responsibility here as the person holding and then firing the gun. I still don't understand the no, I, did, I didn't fire it. Right. But, you know, that's that's part and parcel of uh, that that uh, entire political side, you know, and look at his leader, you know, Joey. There's this guy. You know, He's going to he's going to crush COVID. He's got a plan. Right. Sure. He later. Does. More dead bodies on his watch than Trump's. And what does he do? Blames other people. Not nothing to do with him. It's everybody else. It's the unvaxxed. It's this. It's that. It's governors. Fuck you, Joey. It's your fault. Buck stops on your hair plugged head. But well, he, all of a sudden, you can't control a virus. I mean. Right. Yeah. Imagine that. But he was the so one that said Donald Trump was incompetent because he couldn't. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. But this is why nobody trusts the media about anything. Which is, which is a good, there's a good reason behind that, which is why yes. podcasting has gotten so popular, which is why there is a, a target on podcasters now. Well, Rogan. Mm. Well, yeah, he's the A number one guy. 
And he's the harder one to get because he's got the money behind him. If anybody targeted our show, we'd be screwed (laughs) because we don't have millions of dollars and big lawyers unless Joe would let us borrow his to to fight stuff. Where at least Joe is able to do that. And it's like, I don't believe what any in particular guest on Joe Rogan says. I mean, that's not the point of Joe Rogan having a guest. It is to get a variety of viewpoints and figure out somewhere where the truth is. And that's why everybody gets mad. When 70 he gets, health experts. Right. You know, but people get mad. Oh, Ted Nugent's on yeah. and he's a horrible racist human being. Oh, you can't be, you know, it doesn't matter who the guest is. It doesn't matter if it is the most ultra liberal guest or the most ultra conservative. Right. The point is get all sides, get the information. That should be what people want. Get the information. Right. But people cannot handle it. Going to go into a Jack Nicholson. You can't handle the truth. Yep. And the concept of getting multiple viewpoints, not all of them are going to be right. Not everything I've ever said is correct. You know, and I'm willing to admit that. And if somebody can prove something that I said is wrong, then by all means, let me know how or why. Sure. And I'm willing to change my viewpoint on something. So having differing viewpoints on this is scary mm-hmm. when people want to censor like based upon dr malone it doesn't matter who but it's like oh this guest we we can't we can't allow people to hear this person it's like why i mean if they're racist or they're morons or they're saying crazy stuff on the medical side then people get to go wow that guy's a quack yeah well, I mean, you covered that in your last uh, random thoughts with uh, C- CNN's division of misinformation. Yes. You know, which is really just it's just uh, how can we how can we better justify our censorship? That's really what it's about. Um, you know, they, they really just need to send those people to watch CNN. I mean, that's what, <laughs> right. misinformation. Yeah just, yeah. just hold up that mirror. But yeah. But there was some hard hitting news coming out this week. And I think everybody is going to be completely astonished. It's 2022 and everyone has lost their minds. So these cute little guys and gals are getting a woke makeover. Yes, these M&Ms you see are not empowered enough. And candy maker Mars Wrigley announced this week that they would be updated for our, quote, more dynamic, progressive world. What does that mean? Well, here's what's different now. First, that little orange guy at the end. Well, He looked nervous before, but now he's going to really, quote, embrace his true self, worries and all, end quote. So I guess the orange M&M is going to be more neurotic now. And this is Megyn Kelly, which I thought was great. This whole this story was everywhere. I missed this story. I mean, I saw somebody make a reference to something about M&Ms. I I had no idea what it is. Now I guess I know what it is. So clue me, man. Tell me more. They are (laughs) rebranding for a new woke world. And there's a few different color M&Ms which have been in their advertising campaigns for a while. Yeah. And the, uh, the first one that was what the yellow one was very neurotic or the orange, whatever color he was. Now we're going to embrace that. Cause you know, you can't make fun of people for, okay. you know, being neurotic and all that, but it was all right. So let me stop you a second. So what the, I mean, I'm not an Eminem guy. Do the M&Ms have faces on them? Like smiley face and sad face. Yes. And the commercials, they're actually like full a, you know, animated characters that uh, okay. have legs and arms all and, right. uh, it's, it's right. part of their bit, I guess. I mean, I don't watch TV anymore, mm-hmm. so I haven't seen an Eminem commercial, no, but they are still around. Okay. Yes, this guy who probably wears three masks when going to the grocery store is one of the most relatable characters with Gen Z, according to Mars Wrigley, because they are, quote, the most anxious generation. Well, you may be right about that. Then there's that red Eminem who's always in a bad mood. Well, he was too much of a bully before, it turns out. So now he's going to be less mean to everyone. What do you get? Maybe get the red M&M on some Xanax or something to calm him down. Wow. You can't have you can't have angry characters anymore, Larry. It's not even bad enough that you can't have, you know, you don't like angry people, which anybody listening to this show obviously does. Yeah. No, was it there was it long ago there was a big, you know, one of these FDA type scare things or whatever about red dye number two. Do you recall that? Yes. Well, they're, they're, red okay. dye is like made out of crushed beetles or something, isn't it? Some, some shit. Some it's some it's carcinogenic. I forget whatever the hell it was, it was, but it was bad stuff. And I'm pretty sure for a while 
that 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 was what was coding or coloring rather those the red M&Ms. And I think they took them out of circulation. There was a, there was a flap over. There was a media flap over red M&Ms. And then, of course, it was Van Halen who instructed their concert venues to have no brown M&Ms in their. <laughs> that uh, sounds racist. Tree. I'm sure you remember that, right? Well, yeah, because when you have a writer and you have that much money, you can make people do anything. Yeah. Which I'm not saying I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, if we right. go out on a big world right. tour, it'll be some crazy stuff in the writer. Let's let's be pricks. Yes. Well, yes. If you get an opportunity, why not? Why not? The red M&M is being silenced. We need to pick up the slack. Everybody, yeah. you need to show more rage on a day to day basis. Wow. But where the real changes come in, this is where the rubber meets the road, is with those lady M&Ms, brown and green. Did you know they were female? They are. There's brown M&M whose high heels were apparently just a little too high before and have now been reduced to a more sensible height. Oh, my God. (laughs) Then there's green, the sexy M&M. M&M. That's the real woman. That's a real woman M&M. Hello, Mars Wrigley. No, they don't agree. Gone are the green M&M's little boots and sex appeal replaced with, quote, cool, laid back sneakers to reflect her effortless confidence as a strong female and known for much more than her boots. You've got to be fucking kidding me. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. You can tell Megan uh, Kelly a little bit uh, riled up by this. I guess so. And I guess this is her podcast because huh? she said fucking right. So yeah, well, it's, it's a, a podcast slash serious radio where you can oh, right. you can say the bad okay. words. Gotcha. Good. Cool. You've got to be joking. (laughs) Who comes up with this stuff? What is not cool or strong or female about high heels? Who is running this company? We're talking about little chocolate characters, people. How much time do these candy marketing executives have on their hands? Get to work. My God. Do your jobs. Do they get paid bonuses based on how many stupid woke decisions they make in a day? Maybe. But I think this was interesting, this whole, because it's been talked about on uh, random thoughts and probably here and elsewhere when I'm doing shows about how Victoria's Secret has changed their marketing strategy over the last two years to go completely woke. Yes. Now they're going after the M&Ms. The green one used to wear go-go boots. Now in sneakers. Sneakers. Because go-go boots are bad. Anything sexy is bad. Yes. There was, I don't know what this publication is called junkie j-u-n-k-e-e but a writer named joseph erp i think hit on it saying quote the mars corporation has reinforced the notion that radical sex appeal needs be necessarily incompatible with the march of progress and i think that's right i don't think he's right hot sexy people are anywhere that the the socialists and uh, these woke folks want in their world no and why is that uh, they just want uh, everything. They they revel in the in the uh, notion of mediocrity in every way. So you know, hot chicks with high heels who are really really great looking women, bad 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 bad. You know, guys who have balls and whatever, they're toxic toxic men. So let's just make everybody fucking cold oatmeal, and that'll make them happy because that's who they are. I guarantee, if you saw these people, if you saw those marketing execs, if you got an eye full of them. There'd be no mystery. Be very obvious where this shit's coming from. Very. Maybe they eat too many M&Ms. That could also be the possibility. Yeah, could be. Could be. Yeah. It's like we're getting into the minutia of worrying about animated M&Ms and their sure. personalities and their looks. It's mind boggling that we have gone this far as a society where this is the kind of stuff people are worrying about, especially after two years of a sickness that has been just stifling the economy around the globe and killing people and making people sick. But no, M&M's Mars, they're worried about the personality and the looks of their M&M characters. It's, it's just bizarre. Yeah. But this whole sex appeal thing, it's like, I don't think this is in a vacuum. I think this is, like I said, part of the Victoria's Secret thing. The Mm. swimsuit issue of Sports Illustrated, which had been ruined over the last couple of years, which, again, because they decided to start going with all sorts of diverse models. And uh, I don't know. My wife got the mail the other day 
And they, well, they don't do catalogs anymore. Victoria's Secret had a little thing with like a coupon in there. Like, oh, we haven't seen you in a while. (laughs) I wonder why, right? Yeah. And she's looking at it. She opens it up and she's looking at it. And as is the new Victoria's Secret way, there are some very obese female models, mainly of color, modeling the lingerie and stuff. And my wife's just like, no. And I'm like, well, she's like, this is not pleasant to look at. And I said, well, this is the whole thing. I'm like, they used to go. This is the change in the marketing here. The Victoria's Secret marketing used to be here is the fantasy. You can have this if you buy our product. And now it's what you got's way better than any model we're going to show you. Your wife, your woman, way hotter than any model we're going to show you. And I don't understand how that sells the brand. Um, I can only imagine that they did some market research. You know, you would think that an operation of that size and figured, hey, you know, how many how many women uh, out there are there really who are a size two or whatever they're going to fit? I mean, I don't know. This, you would think that maybe that's why they're appealing to, to heavier people. It's possible. Um, you know, but but still at the same time, the the entire... You know, the American culture, certainly from Madison Avenue, it, it often it, it does tend to mirror, you know, the uh, the, the political um, times. And uh, you listen to, you know, Joey and Jan, you know, it's all about diminished expectations, lower your expectations. Yes. Right? The whole notion of of aspirational living has become bad that's a bad thing you know you look at some you know how many times you see these things and it used to be a thing everybody from fucking jane fonda for god's sake you know the ultimate commie um hey look at that look at that hot babe over there with a 22 inch waist let me show you how you can get that too right buy my buy my workout video or the dude with uh you know bowling ball biceps here buy my arm blaster and my you know my arnold schwarzenegger whatever the fuck it is the idea was hey i want yeah show me somebody that, that i can aspire to be like and and that's how to sell me something that's over it's over it is weird right? it's so weird it really is does it make mark? I guess maybe it makes marketing easier. I mean, I don't Probably. know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And I've been asking. I, I want to know if these uh, supermodels, especially that had been making millions of dollars every year working right. for brands like Victoria's Secret, are you still in on all the woke stuff? Because it's costing you a lot of money. It's costing them a lot of work yeah. because they've gone invisible. Yes. Well, I think what's happened is the supermodels have been kind of pushed out of work by the independent, uh, you know, these chicks on TikTok and Instagram and so forth who are the influencers and have, you know, my, my kids know all about this. These, these, these women have, you know, incredible followings and they get, you know, they get big, big money to, to endorse anything. You know? Yes. And so that's, I think it's shifted away from the, the, the big corporations to the independent vendors who are these women who are doing it, you know, yeah, and I think we talked about that on the last show. The we ones did. that are making millions of dollars yeah. are overall pretty attractive. So <laughs> yeah. isn't that funny? Yes. Isn't that funny, Darren? They're still hot as hell. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, so it's like we're just yeah. we're moving this into a different uh, yeah. realm. But, you know, that's what you get with TikTok and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because people, again, this is you're looking for somebody that would represent your brand. And I just don't understand the, you know, unless you're doing the, we can take you from, you know, schlub to stud and we've got a product and right. we want to, we need somebody to start with. Right. Otherwise it's like, I don't understand the concept, but the whole sexism thing goes into all different realms, I suppose. And this was a rant when I was looking for rants this week, this one came up a lot. And this was a woman named Frosk, F-R-O-S-K, who is a gamer who works on a television show on G4, which I didn't even know was still around. I don't I remember when this was tech TV Mm. before Comcast bought it, it became G4. And it was interesting because she's on this show with a guy who very recently had been posting that, you know, all Republicans uh, eat shit and drink piss and are horrible Mm. people. And so, you know, the kind of politics that are being involved when it comes to this. But she went on a rant about sexism in the gaming industry 
And I thought it was at least entertaining. But I actually want to talk about something so much more important than Red Dead Online. Sexism in gaming. And joining G4... Listen to like the four people in the studio (laughs) cheering. Like, yeah, Yeah. let's do it. This is not where I thought we were going, but I'm here. I have no idea. I'm listening. Yeah. In joining G4, I was ecstatic to be part of something that I grew up watching as a child. But every time G4 is brought up in various channels, even in this YouTube channel, we have the chat in front of us. I can see you. Without a doubt, there will be backlash because I'm not as bangable as the previous host. Well, that's an important thing, isn't it? When you're on TV, being bangable. Again, we're back to this. Yeah. It's somehow talk to him, Frost. It has somehow been expected that you can talk about how much you jerked off to women as a compliment. That it's not weird. a compliment. It's weird. It's dehumanizing and it's weird. Women do not exist to be nice on the eyes for you. Morgan Webb, Olivia Munn did not exist to be nice on the eyes for you. Yeah, we know that's why they were hired, though. Yeah. Which, uh, what, I mean, what, what does Frost look like, Darren? What's her appearance? She looks like a very bad teeth version of Kristen Bell if she had been not as cute as Kristen Bell. Mm. If that makes any sense. Okay. All right. And I mean, I understand you shouldn't have to base everything based upon somebody's look, but just like we were talking about with the model selling products. When somebody is hiring a presenter, as they call them in the UK, to be on television, the way they look is very important. I mean, we go back to our buddy Adam Curry, who was on Headbangers Ball, but really wasn't a metal fan. But he had the look. They gave him a, you got the hair? Here's a leather jacket. Television is about the look, and there's nothing wrong with that. Sex is about the look. Um, Procreation is about the look. I mean, it, it just, it makes you laugh. I mean, because... These people get furious, males and females. They won't talk to me. Nobody wants to talk to me. You know, the bottom line is no matter how somebody, no matter how interesting some person might be, right? If you don't find some physical attraction to them to begin with, you're probably not going to strike up a conversation and even find out that's just the way the fucking species works. Deal with it. Yes. Oh, I agree. And this concept that the... People in the chat room are making sexist comments on the YouTube channel when it's a gaming thing, which means, you know, the people watching are like 12 to 30 year old guys, probably on average. Right. You don't think they're going to make those kind of comments? It's like, come on again. Of course. Grow a grow a thicker skin and understand and throw some crap back. But this concept that like, oh, I'm offended by what you're saying. Yeah, I don't buy it. What's up? (laughs) <laughs> hey she cooking y'all and that's just obvious sexism you don't need to explicitly objectify women or declare that you hate women to be sexist adam will read a script written by the same writer that i will read the other half of the script for but i'll be the one flamed and yeah it also happens to gerard and tbh but that doesn't discount the sexism of how it happens to me when it does. Okay, so the other two guys also get this kind of behavior against them. But since they're mm. guys, it's sexist for against me. Mm. Like, what an idiot. It's like, no, if, if somebody's giving all three of you a hard time upon your skills or whatever they're doing, whatever they're saying you suck at, right. they're not doing it more necessarily because you're a female. Right now, if you were targeted and everybody, if you were the only one getting that kind of treatment, but this is just kind of the, the insanity, but that's where it all comes from. You know, it all stems from the same place in leftism, which is, is is the denial of truth and, and basic human nature. Right. Right. There's, there's what 72 genders. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's just, we're all, it all springs from the same sewer uh, type of thinking. It absolutely does. But let me finish, let this finish here. 
things can be true, that there is a general hatred of any change that isn't Adam, and that all receive special flame just for being a woman. When you're in our DMs or on those YouTube comments or in Twitch chat right now, those reactionary threads thinking that I'm somehow ruining your current X-Play experience because you can't objectify me how you previously did to Morgan, or that I'm somehow less qualified to speak on something, but you can't quite put your finger on why, even though I'm reading the exact same script as Adam, but you have no problem with he's part of it, you're letting your unconscious biases ruin my day and you're gatekeeping the gaming space. So maybe for 2022, we'd be a bit nicer, a bit more self-reflective, and we enjoy the fact that people are working hard to make free content for you. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Peace. If you don't like it, nope, no, no problem. Yes. No problem, honey. The way you sound, there's no fucking way I want to even look at you for a nanosecond. Done. You got your wish. Yeah. Our, <laughs> our buddy Mutter hit it on the nose in the troll room saying, she's not dateable. There you go. For so many reasons. For so many reasons. And it's like to not understand, to not grasp that Morgan Webb and Olivia Munn, who are people who don't even follow gaming a lot of people know those names they've seen those women they were attractive and it's like just don't be upset because you can't measure up to that if that's what it is i mean find your lane that's i I don't understand it's a very weird thing well we just pulled pulled up her uh, thing here and i think she's this blonde and it looks like she has a very large uh, tattoo on her neck. Of, yes. What is that? Like a, yes. a, a, a lot of Rottweiler ink. or something? What, what, what is that? I didn't pay that close of attention, but yeah, yeah. there was a lot of ink. and Because yeah, uh, every every guy wants to put a hickey on a neck that's got a <laughs> Rottweiler on it. Mm, tempt me to madness. Yeah, I've wow. never liked women with tattoos. And maybe that's offending some people, but that's, again, yeah. everybody has a preference. That's fine. Everybody does. But, you know, on the neck like that of a, yes. of a canine. Oh, yeah. There's there's some stuff you can deal with, like a cute little thing (laughs) on the wrist or on the ankle or something like, you know, you know, the tramp stamp, you're moving up a little bit, but, you know, a little tattoo here. Okay, that can be dealt with. But, yeah, it's like you're half your neck being covered. Right. That's not attractive. (laughs) Although I was surprised. I mean, I've seen this a couple of times, too. Maybe you can explain this to me. I saw this in the troll room from Vox and somebody else mentioned this on No Agenda Social. Because I you know, picture out there, and of course, we've been doing a little bit of YouTube over on Unrelenting with mm-hmm. Gene. And I've had a comment more than once that I look exactly the way I sound. And I'm like, is that good or bad? I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, you sound big and you appear big. That's that's the only, uh, you know, that's the dots I'll connect there. You know, some people don't. I mean, it's it's absolutely true. Some people, when you hear their voice and then you see who they are, it's like, well, that, that, that you know, I, I got that a lot growing up. You know, by the time I was well, maybe, let's say, 14, I sounded pretty much the way I do right now. <laughs> so, nice. So I, and I talked to somebody on the phone and then phone and they meet me. And they go, shit, man, I thought you were like, you know, <laughs> middle aged. You're um, like, I smoke a lot of cigars and drink a lot of bourbon. Exactly. So, yes. So it can it can fake you out. In fact, my kid showed me a video on her phone um, yesterday of some this is the weirdest thing. This woman, she's actually 22 years old. She looks and sounds like she's about eight. (laughs) Okay, I forget her name. I could um, if I come up with it, I'll put it in there chat room or something but she but it's she has a very funny video of her you know walking into uh you know bars and hotels and ordering drinks and this and that and then there's you know just desk clerks and bartenders going how old are you you know and then she has to pull out her wallet and show id proving that she is and she is some it's some type of a syndrome she just doesn't age a lot of women like to have that i think um pretty wild so yeah you'd hear her voice and you'd think oh that's about it that's an eight-year-old nope it's 22 that's why you never judge a book by its cover, but that's all everything's going here. It yeah. is the cover is important. You can't have sexy women anymore. You can't even have a sexy green M&M. I mean, God forbid. But anybody's, you know, I mean, I guess there's, you know, people have wild fetishes. So like, who, who knows? People <laughs> want to fucking have sex with their candy, but I guess some do. I, I don't know. I mean, we heard on no agenda yesterday. Was it some school, some college that they were providing litter boxes for the kids that identified as furries? Is that right? Yeah. I mean, this is how screwed up as a society we're getting, which is, you know, especially if this is like grammar school 
yeah. or you know middle school or whatever they call the right. earlier grades now which is oh you know little jimmy he um he thinks he's a cat so yeah the only way he can take a dump if it's in a sandbox that you put in the bathroom that's good well they should put it right in the classroom you know because <laughs> cats don't give a shit who's looking at right them, do they? i don't think so i don't moose doesn't you know, this concept that we need to change the rest of society for the fringe. Yeah. And I'm all fine with people doing whatever the hell they want, but changing the rest of society to meet their particular viewpoint, that I don't get. Yeah. Well, but it's I, all part of the your special zeitgeist, isn't it? No matter what. So, yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, it's absolutely nuts. But we do have a few people to thank for today's show. We do work on the value for value model. And as our buddy CSB suggested, I did put up a page at planetrage.show slash donate with all of the information. Because, uh, you know, when CSB prods, you got to do it. Otherwise, he just gotta. keeps doing it and doing it and angering you more and more and getting you more upset. And then you want to do a podcast about it. Yeah. Then he might he might do a nasty uh, doodle of you. You don't <laughs> want that to happen. Yes. Stop doodling me, CSB. Yeah. That sounded way dirtier than maybe I meant it. <laughs> but coming in with a brand new $20 a month donation is our buddy, Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley. Oh, thank you, Sir Sean. Sir Sean is a good dude. He is in on a lot of podcasts. We were having that conversation the other day in the troll room during No Agenda on mm-hmm. how he spends more per month now on the podcast that he likes than he used to on his cable bill, but feels better about it because he's getting more entertainment. That's, you know what? I admire that. And I'm sure he's correct. I mean, the K- I, I, I hate paying the cable bill. I never look at that shit. If I didn't have kids, it'd be gone. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. The mm-hmm. entertainment out there is not good, which is where we keep going no. to older and older shows to watch yeah. because they could still make entertaining shows like 20 yes. years ago. Mm-hmm. And they don't make you feel like you're watching Leave it to Beaver or Dobie Gillis. Although I start watching Dobie Gillis again the other day because it's on the Roku <laughs> channel. It is a great show. The guy that uh, starred in it just passed away, Dwayne Hickman. But, uh, you know, the guy that played Gilligan, Bob Denver's in there. And uh, Tuesday Wells was in there. Uh, What's uh, Warren Beatty early in his career was in that show. I I never saw that was like a one of those things you always heard. I never saw a single episode of that show. I should dig it up and have a look because it's certainly, you know, it's endured. Yes. A long time. It's entertaining. Yeah. But coming in at 666, which is his favorite donation to our buddy Stu Coates. It's very much appreciated. Thank you, Stu. And coming in with a boostagram of 10,033 sats, our buddy CSB, which last week that was like $4 and something, 50 something cents. Now it's $3 and 40 cents because crypto again. Crypto. What's going on with that, Darren? Come on. Take Mr. Bath. Cardano. It's in lightness, baby. Right about back to where uh, Cardano was when. I first bought it, so I haven't really lost anything. But damn, if I would have checked out when it was at the top, it went up from a buck to like three. And now it's back to a buck. So shit, it's still a long term hold because I think they will. Although the government's going to be putting out something shortly about crypto. And and that's never good. You know, unless they back down and be like, hey, we're never going to mess with. No, 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 no. But the stocks are also very. very shaky over the past week or so. True. It's the Biden economy, Larry. Don't you get it? Everything's great. Everything's great. The Biden economy, there's nothing better. Nothing. But CSB, we appreciate the boost and his note. Uh, I think it's the same as last time. Greetings from CSB to Planet Rage. You're welcome to listen to our podcast about artificial intelligence the title AI.cooking, read by former BBC actor Gregory William Forsyth Forthman. Foreman from Kent, England. I looked him up. He's got an IMDb page. It's like, oh, yeah, that's Gwiff. I that's didn't know cool. he was an actor. Oh, Gwiff? Yeah. No kidding. Oh, hello, Gwiff. That's very cool. He nice. was, a, was an actor at the child actor at the BBC. Very proper and all. I'll be damned. Very cool. CSB says just search any podcast app for AI.cooking to find the podcast. Also, one can find my cartoons at comicstripblog.com. Yo, and he might doodle you. If you make CSB mad, he may doodle you. And that's totally a non-sexual doodle. <laughs> well, how high are the heels? That's the question. Yes. Well, yeah. If you, okay. If you put uh, if you put Larry in high heels, then that may be a yeah. different type of doodle. CSB. He'll find you. Yes, I'll find you, and I'll thank you. I've never tried them on. Maybe I'll look good. <laughs> My legs are kind of short. 
So well, there you go. You would get the extension. Yeah. Then you get the extension yeah. that you need. Yeah. And the confidence. I mean, you just boom, just yeah. get down yeah. and strut, man. <laughs> but we appreciate everybody for supporting the show. And you can do so by going to planetrage.show slash donate. You'll find the donate button to do a one time or monthly through PayPal. You'll find the QR codes and wallet addresses if you want to do crypto. And you will find the P.O. Box address if you want to go the snail mail route. And of course, if you're listening right now on something like the Breeze app or one of the podcasting 2.0 compliant apps, you can boost like CSB has been doing. Send us a boostagram and it all works out and it's all very much appreciated. But I have one Indeed. last clip, which oh was a guy I was surprised we haven't had on the show featured on the show before. Because uh, everything he does, he's a comedian. It sounds like something that would be good for our show. Are you familiar with Lewis Black? Yes. Genius. And this was a clip I had found about him talking about people watching the news, which I thought was apropos for any time in recent history. I don't care what you're watching. You think yours is the better news delivery system, MSNBC? Fox, CNN, they're all the fucking same. The problem is this. They show you some, and then six fuckers, six fuckers you've never seen show up and start telling you what they saw. And you sit there and go, shut the fuck up, I saw it. I know what I saw, shit for brains. Why are you telling me what you saw? How did you get that job? I could sit there and tell people what I fucking saw too. And what I saw was much more, I fucking saw it much more clearly than you did, you fucking idiots. And you sit and watch that for eight minutes, whether it's Fox, MSNBC, or CNN. And by the end of it, you go, fuck, I don't remember what I saw. I think he's right. He is right. He's absolutely right. He is. <laughs> Everybody is, there's where the mass hypnosis comes in. Watching. Yeah. Fox, MSNBC, CNN, it is so mind numbing mm. that that's really what you feel like after watching that. And he's absolutely right. Every time you turn these things on, I miss, I mean, we kind of saw part of this growing up, but I miss having the ability to see a newscast, which is people just presenting the news and not, as Lewis Black just said, we give you like a 30 second morsel of news and then have six people talk about it and give yeah. their opinion on it. Yeah. It's the opinion part. That's killing everybody. It's not what's happening. It's not inflation is running rampant. It's not any of this stuff. I mean, all that stuff's bad, but it's the toxicity of all of the pundits then that come on both sides on both the, Fox News and MSNBC and everything in between yeah. that causes the problem, which causes people to hate each other, which causes, I mean, Joe Biden still thinks the country's not divided, which means, oh my God, somebody's <laughs> got to give Joey his pills. <laughs> no, Joey, Joey knows. And I think he knows. And I think he's doing his damnedest to divide it as much as he possibly can. Um, you know, what he doesn't know is what he had for breakfast or which hand he should eat with, but <laughs> which strings <laughs> but are I being pulled. Yeah, but I think, you know, if I'm not mistaken, some major communications schools, like I think Emerson, Ohio State, dropped the entire uh, curriculum of journalism because they don't view it as a viable career any longer. Because journalism really is, for all intents and purposes, dead. It's all opinion shit. So I guess if, if they wanted to give a, uh, you know, a, a a sort of a, fr a freshened version of it. Uh, I don't know what the fuck they'd call it. Teleprompter reading, hair and makeup, <laughs> how to be outraged. You know, that, that would, that would in some way prepare you for a career in, uh, in TV opinions. It's not TV journalism anymore, anywhere. No, so, and it's, it's kind of, is it the uh, analog of what Instagram and TikTok girls are now to what sports illustrated swimsuit, what playboy used to be? Is now YouTube and podcasting not just that for what journalism used to be? Yeah. And citizen journalism is great, except as much as uh, I'd like to say, and you can't, 
you know, you can't trust MSNBC. You can't trust CNN. You can't trust Fox. But I trust an individual even less until they're very well vetted. And uh, and, you know, they have the ability to do research and get facts on their own. But that's what it where it leaves people is without the ability necessarily to get an honest viewpoint of what's really going on, because I get it. We're all baked with the same type of DNA, which we listen to the shows mostly that we're going to agree with. I don't know if I could listen to that Larry show. If everything you said, I was like, oh, no, this guy's an idiot. No, he's not right. No, he's so far off. People go to what what they want to hear. And that kind of causes an echo chamber thing. It does. It does. And I don't know what the answer is. You know, whenever you think of think of the times in your life when anybody says, hey, Darren, I got to talk to you about something like you. I really need your opinion on something. You know, should I pick your fucking topic? Should I buy a, uh, you know, a, 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 you know, gold plated Range Rover? Right. You know? and, <laughs> so got great gas mileage. Yeah. You know what he wants? He doesn't want you to. He doesn't want your opinion. He wants you to corroborate and reinforce his and say, yeah, that's a fucking great ride. Get that. You know, that's what people want. Right. That's absolutely it. They want to be told that they're right, which is why all news that when it comes down to it has been turned into nothing but biased reporting and which is why they had the split. I mean, I don't think Fox is quite as conservative as it once was, but there are conservative outlets that people go to like the blaze TV, like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, even to the further fringes of Alex Jones, but there are people that go to what they want to hear and that's understandable but then you have to understand that the information you're getting is questionable which is why when i'm doing research on a lot of this stuff i end up going specifically to cnn and breitbart you know you try to mm-hmm. figure out where the truth is in between the stories and usually sure. just come up like lewis black said going what did i just read yeah, his best line was shut the fuck up. Yes, yes, that is the best <laughs> shut thing. The fuck up. For, for all podcasters, we can learn from that, Larry. Sometimes it's just best to shut the fuck up, which is yeah. why we'll be back next week to do this all over again. Indeed. And I'll be on time next time. Ah, you're I'm always on time. <laughs> it's the magic of podcasting. Yeah, true. U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit.